One of the best feelings in life is feeling anchored. When the waves of life come, you stay confident, stable, and secure. So how do we stay connected in a world full of distractions? We think honest conversations can help. I'm Allie. And I'm Lenise. Two friends who just want to chat about how to be our best selves. Thanks for joining us. This is Anchored in Life. Hey, I'm a lot more chipper on this one. Chipper? Yeah. You want to know why? Because this topic doesn't scare me. (laughs) (laughs) Just you wait. (laughs) For those who don't know what I'm talking about, we talked last episode. Well, at least it was for us about apologizing. And I was not a fan, but it ended up being a great conversation. I think so. I learned a lot from that talk. It was not easy, but life isn't easy, you know? And if we're going to do this, if we're going to have this podcast to be better versions of ourselves and hold each other accountable, well, we got to have the tough conversations. Yes. Welcome to Tough Conversations with Lenise and Allie, also known as Anchored in Life. (laughs) (laughs) We're so glad you're here. Today's topic is doing your best and the challenges of feeling like it's not enough because that always comes after. (laughs) No matter how confident you are that it's your best, something or someone will remind you that it might not be enough. So I am excited because I think about this daily Mm. and I really need your help with organizing it in my brain and articulating it because let's start here and then we can share maybe some examples or personal stories, anecdotes about it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you can say that someone isn't doing their best. Mm. I was trying to think of a personal example, and I, I will, I think, once you share yours and help me out. But, okay, I was watching football, football season, and I just – you can't tell me that not every single player is trying their best. I don't understand how someone can switch their brain off into not doing their best out there. Well, I don't think it's switching your brain off. Yeah, but like, how do you measure what is their best then? Well, before, you know, I dive into that, I want you to know, I thought about this on the treadmill this morning. And it it came to me because I was not doing my best. And I knew that I wasn't doing my best. I was supposed to be running at a certain pace this morning. And you know what? My alarm went off several times because we had severe weather in the area. And I was tired. You know, 3.30 a.m., 4.30 a.m., finally 6.27 a.m. I'll take, you know, Sydney and Phoenix to school. And when I went to start running, I just stopped. I said, I'm not doing it. I'm going to walk. And, and, and. It was a slow walk. It wasn't even. You hate that. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. And I knew it. I knew it. I said, you are not doing your best. It was a decision I made. And I think I also, too, want to kind of talk about, because you hit on one of the areas. I want to talk about the areas where people feel as though they may not be doing their best, right? So work, career, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, there could be limitations on a promotion and you feel some kind of way about that relationships, hitting roadblocks with maybe a romantic partner or friend, health and body image. Despite being the healthiest you can be, you still can't lose that five pounds. Mm -hmm. Finances, 
personal improvement. In my case, supposed to be running, supposed to be improving that PR time. But what did I do today? I did not show up. I did not do my best. Okay, but one, I want to argue real quick that you were, Mm -mm. but (laughs) you were with the brain power and physical energy that you had at the time. So here's the deal. You can be dedicated, but not dedicated 100%. A prime example of that, going to work every day. You go to work every day because you're dedicated to being there, showing up so you can receive your paycheck and all the things that come along with going to work. But when you're there, how enthused are you about being there? That's going to determine how you show up when you're at work and whether you do your best or not. It's an expectation on yourself, and it's also an expectation that others put on you. Mm-hmm. Which are two different things. There are. I mean, there are external and internal factors. The difference is what's out of your control but still complicates your success and what's out of your control that has an effect on your happiness. Because for me, when I am not doing my best, and I know it, I am not happy. Are you only not happy when you know that you're the reason you're not doing your best? Or is it just at any point? Because again, I would argue this morning that there were things out of your control, like the weather and the alarm going off. Sure, that was out of my control. And yes, it had a definite effect yeah. <laughs> on my happiness. It may still be having an effect on my happiness. Um, and yeah, that is part of it, doing your best when it's still not good enough. But that being said, you know, so that I was able to perform later today, my best should have been going home and getting a nap and then exercising so that I would have had the amount of energy needed to do that run and not that walk. It's it, To me, it really is about making a choice. You are making a choice. Mm-hmm. It leads us to like the first section of this, the pressure to perform. And for me, as you know, being a type three, so now you've got me doing it, Alan. Thank you very <laughs> much. Enneagram type three. About your Enneagram. <laughs> um, so I'm the go-getter, right? Ambitious, motivated, competent, super, 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 super <laughs> competitive. <laughs> Love to set goals, love to achieve goals, love to know that you saw me achieve that goal. So for me, a lot of it is is self-inflicted. The pressure comes from myself, not necessarily from others, um, because I, I know, and I, I've said this before, I, I can't control your actions. I can only control mine. But I think sometimes doing your best when your best isn't good enough, that can also be affected by how other people think of you. I'm just saying it's it's not my story. I think I fall victim to the subliminal messages of pressure to perform. You know, I don't yeah. feel like in my day-to-day they're super conscious, but then I hear it when I talk to people that I might not know super well. Maybe I feel a tinge of judgment or I feel like I'm going to get judged if I don't say something a certain way or say I've done something. For me, I am definitely more affected by societal than personal. I think that's a recent thing. I am not an Enneagram 3 and I do not care (laughs) what people think, (laughs) which is odd that I just said that. And then I'm saying societal pressures affect me. Well, no, because I I don't care what people think. I just want you to know 
that I did. It's recognition, not not so much for approval. Um, it's just kind of like you win a race, you get a trophy. Here's my trophy. I'm showing it to you. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. I hate saying it out loud. It just sounds so awful. I know, but it's what social media was made for. That, ooh, <laughs> Allie. I mean, it's one of the uses. <laughs> Be nice. I don't feel a lot of personal pressure. Maybe that's the season of life that I'm in. Maybe I will get to how you are at some point because I think yours is healthy. I think you have this solid foundation of motivation that is really healthy. I know that you would say sometimes you you don't feel that way, but I sometimes look at someone like you going, how do I push myself like that? How do I get my goals back in shape to where I want to do my best? Because I am perfectly fine saying that wasn't my best. I also don't think that you can do that 100% of the time. I agree. Okay. It, well, you can, but it will be exhausting. And then after a while, your best won't be your best. Yeah. It's just not sustainable. You you cannot. So then how do you choose when you give your best? I think you have to set realistic expectations. Um, you have to really ask yourself what is good enough and what is attainable. It, it can be hard. It's something that I'm working on. I have had to start scheduling in my breaks just so I can restore my energy and my perspective because speaking of football games, we were watching the football game. Um, So my husband, he got one of his grad degrees from University of Michigan and, you know, they recently won the championship and he was really looking forward to that game and watching it and seeing them play on that level. He wasn't so much concerned with whether they won. He was just happy that they got to that stage. For me, I don't want to just get to that stage. I don't want to just see my team get to that stage. I want to get on that stage. I want to win that stage. (laughs) I want to own that stage. And going back to what I just said, it's exhausting. Yeah. So I've, I've had to start scheduling breaks just to restore my my energy so that I am not you know the expression you're your own worst critic Mm -hmm. I fall I don't want to say victim but that is a an area where I can improve Mm -hmm. okay this is making a little more sense to me you can't always do your best you have to know when good is good enough but there are decisions you can make in your life that set you up to be your best. So it's not because in my head, when I was thinking about it, it's like in the moment you're deciding right there, like I'm going to do my best today or not. That's kind of how I was thinking about it. What you're explaining and how I'm interpreting it more so is it's a series of decisions that get you to be your best. For me. Okay. And that may or may not be right. That may just be my type three way of thinking (laughs) coming out. I agree. I think the way that I was thinking about it was frustrating me because Mm -hmm. why would I choose not to do my best at any point in my life? But the reality is, is I don't do my best 100% of the time. So I guess the frustration in me was, why is this even a topic then? (laughs) That's kind of where I landed. Well, because sometimes you can do your best going back to the career section. You can be a stellar model employee 
coming in early, staying late, volunteering, mentoring, and still be overlooked for a position. Not because you weren't being your best. That is frustrating. You can do everything you, and for me, where it's hard for me is with um, parenting. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I can tell my son all day long that it is important to stay ahead of your assignments. <laughs> stay ahead. You have a month off. What are you? Hello, you've got schedule. You know what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do it now? But then have two days after the assignment is due and have it not be turned in. And then you start to think, well, am I not being the best mom? Am I not preparing my son, daughter for success by telling them at least things that I've learned? There are areas where it's circumstances are going to be out of your control. Mm -hmm. And that's where it becomes frustrating when doing your best isn't good enough. Right. Like, who is saying it's not good enough? It would depend on the circumstance. It could be you saying it's not good enough. Like in my case, running on that, oh, well, I should have been running on the treadmill. I just, I didn't. Eating healthier, you're doing all the things. You're dieting, you're going to the gym, you're drinking your water, and you're still struggling with the number on the scale or being able to fit in said outfit that you bought because it was motivation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but life gets in the way, and maybe you don't burn as much as you used to at one particular time. You know, you are doing your best, but it's still not good enough. And so, my struggle with this. The reason I wanted it to be a topic is because I think it's important to seek support and reflection Mm -hmm. for when those times happen. Know that just because you're doing your best doesn't mean you're going to get the best outcome. There are going to be times where it's just not going to work out. And then that's when you need to make sure that you have mentors and other people that you can talk to so that you can have some self-reflection, maybe learn from that experience. Because they can give you that outside perspective, which is kind of like what I interjected with in the beginning here was like, I would argue that you did do your best with the circumstances, <laughs> you know? It, yeah, there's right. there's two different parallel lines here that we're talking about. It's, are you doing your best in other people's eyes? Like you were saying, getting getting passed over for a promotion. You knew you were doing your best. Is that enough for you or because other people didn't think that was your best or they didn't think your best was good enough, are you now doubting yourself versus you just knowing internally that you're doing your best and that's enough for you regardless of what other people think? Right. And you got to do some internal work there to get to the second part of that, which is knowing you did your best or knowing that you didn't do your best, but using it as motivation to do your best next time or for something else and setting yourself up for success versus just being upset about it. Because I'm assuming you're motivated to run tomorrow. Well, tomorrow is row day, but for the sake of this conversation, yes. (laughs) When you run again, you are going to run. I'm going to run whether my body allows or not, because I, I was not happy with the result and oh gosh and I don't like to do this because I think this topic it's really not good for my type three self I see things how do I say this it's discouraging it's one thing when you give your all and you still fall short 
it's another thing when you don't give your all and you know that you didn't and you fall short. I mean, it's just, it's crushing. Yeah. And it becomes a judgment of yourself for me about failure. And so what I try to do, at least what I'm trying to do now, is, you know, okay, so you didn't like that. You felt like a failure because you you didn't up it. You didn't even try. So where did you learn from that? What are you going to do the next time? I just, I think it's an opportunity for self-reflection. I think it's an opportunity for journaling and asking yourself what each experience is trying to teach you. Because even though it can be hard and it feels like a letdown, you can still learn something from it. And that can be the victory instead. Okay, I'm going to use another football example. So I love the show Hard Knocks. Shout out to HBO. It's a great show. Never seen it. Never heard of it until just now. No, wait. Yes, yes, yes. The football show. Yeah, the football yes. one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they did the Lions. Yeah. they do. Yes, they have done the Lions. That was a good one. All you got to do is talk about Detroit. Yeah. But they are doing one in season right now for a team, for the Miami Dolphins. Go watch it. It's great. When they do one that's not in season, they'll do the guys who are trying out for the team or trying to get a spot on the team. And it is so excruciating to watch some of these guys give their best, their all Mm -hmm. every day and not make the team. Mm -hmm. And then a superstar for some reason has crazy genes, crazy talent, crazy speed. You kind of don't get the sense it's his best every day. (laughs) You don't see the heart in him like you can see the heart in someone else. And he makes a team. I struggle with the, the unfairness that is two people doing their best. One has more talent. So that talent wins in certain situations. Right. And that can be said for, you know, your industry right now and the industry that I came from, which is some people just have more charisma and it just, sometimes it's a personality thing when you're comparing two reporters you want to hire. You know what I'm saying? I get frustrated with the fact that people, like you said, people can try their best, but somebody else who isn't can still beat you. Yeah, no, that analogy works across the board. I mean, it it goes back even, I'll just say weight loss for an example. Um, You know, I've been thin all my life. I can't eat the exact same way that I did when I was a teenager, but for the most part, I can. It's not a big deal. Whereas someone who, you know, has different genetic makeup, they can't. It's very difficult uh, for them to have, you know, let's say a pack of Skittles and some fries and a whole pizza and not literally see that that night on the scale. Yeah. Uh, for me, all I have to do is maybe run for two miles the next day and I'm back to where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I get that. And I don't know how you address that either. Um, so it's like, well, am I being punished because I was born this way? I mean, if yeah. I have the genes, that makes me more athletic and I don't have to try as hard as you because you don't have that. I, mean, I guess I that's know. just when we when we say set realistic expectations, I guess mm-hmm. just acknowledging that that's life. Because there's a difference between me getting frustrated that I'm not an Olympic gymnast. Do you get frustrated that you're no, not no, no. I was thinking about who I could compare myself to. Oh, okay. It's gonna say I learned something new. <laughs> Absolutely not. I have the tightest hips on the whole planet, so that would never work out. Listen here, Allie. Pigeon pose. I know. I did lady. yoga this morning. It just it hurts. I did. I did pigeon. It's fine. Okay. I can't be like, oh my gosh. 
I'm so annoyed that Simone Biles is so rich and so great at being a gymnast. The work that she puts in to be that, Mm -hmm. I cannot compare anything in my entire life to that. Now, if I was head to head with her doing the same training and all of that, then I can be frustrated because you could chalk what she's doing up to her genes or her body makeup or whatever. So there's like the realistic expectation which is what we just talked about, knowing that things are unfair sometimes. And then the unrealistic expectation was, for me, you're not going to be an Olympic gymnast because you don't live your life like that. Because you have to acknowledge Simone's effort and all the training she does can't even come close to what I do in my day. I was trying to think about what is a realistic expectation. And one of them did end up being that sometimes life isn't fair and people you don't think deserve to win will win. And you have to be okay with that too. Yeah, I, you know, there are some mental areas where people may feel as though they're not doing their best. Uh, Managing anxiety, managing depression or trauma. Those are lifelong journeys, right? Mm -hmm. With a lot of ups and downs. Despite the courageous work and therapy you may, you may do, you know, sometimes even with medication, but even that falls under the the category of coping when your best isn't good enough you just you have to be willing to step back and reflect give yourself some grace give yourself some grace and in that time you can possibly manage your expectations mm-hmm. because if you know you have depression if you've been diagnosed with it if you're on medication for it you should level your expectations to that because that's realistic. Sometimes it takes being reminded. Oh, I don't think most people do it intuitively. I think our whole lives were just given these little reminders to try our best. Do you have any strategies for finding balance in that? I would say small steps and don't be mad. You should journal about it, everybody. Actually, <laughs> I was going to talk about running your first race. It starts with that first step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It starts with putting one foot in front of the other. And I think that's how you should approach managing your expectations, not limiting yourself. Please don't misunderstand. Set a goal and work to achieve that goal. And if that goal doesn't work out the way that you planned it to, go back and then journal to reflect, to see what you can learn from that experience. As minute as it is, you know, oh gosh, you know, you walked and said I ran on the treadmill today. Your problems are so (laughs) small. You know, for me, honestly, I literally, after I got off the treadmill for 30 minutes, by the way, walking, I got in my little indoor sauna and I sat there and I meditated and I just, I started to do some flow writing, um, you know, asking what's holding you back? I am the queen of, I can do it. I can do it, no problem. I can do it. I can suck it up. But I did not do that today. Why? Is there something else there that I'm tired? Do I feel defeated in other areas? You know, because sometimes it can be an indication of a larger problem. And through that flow writing, you know, I, I was able to uncover some things. And you wouldn't have if you didn't have the disappointment of walking. Yeah, that inner voice that becomes your critic. Like, what are you doing, girl? <laughs> Making light of, of what really isn't a light topic. But I just, I don't want people to, to be so hard on themselves. 
because doubt, and this is one of my favorite quotes, it kills more dreams than failure ever will. And when you're negative and when you're constantly judging yourself and when you're constantly saying you can do better, you can be better, you're, to me, there's a hint of questioning there, like you're trying to convince yourself. And that doubt is not serving you. There's also power in, maybe you're asking yourself right now, I don't really think about trying my best at all. There's power in reflecting on that. Mm. Why don't you mm-hmm. want to try your best? What happens if you do? What does your best look like? I think defining your best is certainly a stepping stone, right? A first yes. first start. <laughs> what does that mean? It can be a mentor too. Because sometimes it's, it's, it is good to get outside uh, feedback. But I, I always caution that with, if this isn't a person that you would celebrate your victory with, this isn't one of the first three people you would tell, then maybe you ought not get advice from them. Mm, I love that. I just want to wish everybody courage. And I guess I, I would be speaking <laughs> uh, to myself in that regard. Courage to do what exactly? To show yourself compassion and empathy when you deserve it rather than criticism. And that can come so quickly when you do your best and it's still not quite good enough. I needed to hear that. That was helpful. I have said many times on this podcast that I'm a glass half empty kind of person. And so sometimes when I think about doing my best, the thought that comes right behind it is being disappointed. And if I'm trying to avoid anything in life, it's that. And like you said, the the quote that you said about doubt, I stop trying. Mm-hmm. So because I don't want to disappoint myself mainly, I just don't try my best because if I didn't try my best and things don't work out, then eh, it's okay. Right. There's no disappointment. But if I try my best and it doesn't work out, I don't want to feel that. And I've talked several times on this podcast about avoiding feelings I don't want to feel. And I do that. And so I think that's why it's hard for me to sometimes stick to a good routine like you do so well, Anise, because I'm worried it won't work or make me feel better. But the problem is I'm shooting myself in the foot already. I'm doing way more harm than good when I think I'm protecting myself. I'm really not. So those are the thoughts that get stirred up in me when you say, like have the courage to do it. You're you're talking directly to me because I just need to have the courage to be real about that. The fact that I am going to face disappointment, but that's part of it. Because there's joy too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not just oh, that. Wow, yes. We all know that you know happiness depends on the quality of your thoughts, right? But what I didn't know up until recently is that happiness and joy are two different things. Joy is a choice. Whereas happiness is, it, it's depending on other things. Right. It's super fleeting. Yes. And so I've been kind of sitting in that realm and trying to stay open about choosing joy and being willing to do that. And you're right. When, when you're not, when you don't have that curiosity or that willingness when you're not engaged, you are stifling your own growth in an effort to protect yourself. You and I have had uh, confidential conversations before about some you know, things that I had to go through as a, a child. And 
it kind of framed the person that I am today and compartmentalizing things and not really giving people an opportunity to come out of the box per se when they've been put in the box because I am quote protecting myself from you because you've been deemed as a person that needs to be in this compartment locked um, away but if I, <laughs> forever yeah but, but really I don't I don't know I I need to explore that I I do want to stress the importance of being willing and having the courage and in our research and topic finding Lanice and I found about five offshoots of this conversation (laughs) that could be its own topic I'm not going to guarantee it's the next one but it will be one that we do in the future which is about disappointment because when I read her notes on that and I was putting my notes in I kept thinking to myself I could talk forever about how incredibly important and detrimental disappointment can be. And I read a great book about it and it really kind of changed my view on it. We can't get through this conversation without saying the word because that's what people are afraid of, you know, doing your best. I mean, those football players, they're disappointed. They gave their best and it wasn't enough. So that'll be one, but there's a lot of other things that Lanise and I found through this one topic of doing your best and is it good enough? that we will use as topics in the future. We still want to hear what y'all want us to talk about. So please let us know if you have any ideas. And this was a good one. There's so many ways to go. It's a lot to unpack. And of course, we thank you guys for listening and for the support. I love seeing all the comments on social media. Share the podcast with other people so it continues to grow. And, you know, just another reminder to show yourself some compassion and be kind. Choose joy. And journal. Always. You know what we should do? That's merch. That's an opportunity for merch. You're going to have to hold me accountable to actually buying said journal and then using it. (laughs) You wouldn't want a journal with across the front anchored in life? Oh, come on. I do. You know, that might be the one thing I need to journal you're like don't tempt me i'll send it to you tomorrow and on that note next time bye